Welcome to Hill Country Institute Live, the program that brings you together with Christian leaders, authors, and pastors to discuss major issues of our time. We seek to encourage and equip followers of Jesus Christ to know His heart and mind in all that we do. I'm Larry Leninschmidt, your host, and I thank you for joining us today. We have a special program today with a Christian leader from Austin, a football player who played for a coach named Daryl Royal, an architect, an entrepreneur, an author, a board member and elder who lives his faith in his calling to be in the business world. Stay with us. You will not want to miss the story of how God has blessed and continues to use Steve Collier to advance his kingdom. We invite you to visit our website, hillcountryinstitute.org, to hear podcasts of our past radio programs on topics including faith and work, science and art, fighting human trafficking, the spiritual formation of C.S. Lewis, and much more. Our guests have included Oz Guinness, Dan Davis, Andy Crouch, John Burke, Mayor Ivy Taylor of San Antonio, Jeff Van Duzer on faith and business, and others who are leaders in a wide variety of aspects of faith and culture. The website also has audio and video from our past conferences and seminars on faith and science, faith and art, the works of C.S. Lewis, and much more. Our radio programs are also available on iTunes as Hill Country Institute Live. The program is supported by donations, and you can donate to support this program at hillcountryinstitute.org. For donations over $100, we have your choice of books on C.S. Lewis or specific aspects of faith and culture. Contact us at 512-680-7993 for additional information. That's 512-680-7993. Or you can visit hillcountryinstitute.org to donate, and please contact us if you'd like to sponsor the program. Now let's walk, welcome our special guest, Steve Collier. Steve, it's a great honor and a privilege to welcome you on our program today. Thanks, Larry. Good to be here. Thank you. So Steve, uh, Steve is a, a very interesting person. Uh, we've been talking about this program in advance and planning and thinking about what we might say, and it's just been a real delight to, to visit with him. So uh, Steve, what, just, just briefly, what, what is the work that you're doing now? Well, I'm an architect, but I don't do any architecture. I uh, do some very specialized work for lenders. We're construction risk uh, specialists for them. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we, uh, we assist them with the real estate projects, and uh, we have uh, yeah, we work with most banks. We have some offices in Austin and Dallas and San Antonio and in Houston and um, assist uh, – System with the real estate loans. So the so the the work that you do is essential, so that a a banker knows that he is advancing the right amount of money for the work that's actually completed. Yes, yeah. We help them with their underwriting up front before they uh, close on a loan to make sure that the contractor can actually build it for what he says he will. And the architects actually drew and know what they're doing as well before they close. But then, after construction, uh, when construction is going on, we'll uh, we review the the payment applications and. Mm-hmm. Make sure everybody's funded correctly. So that that uh, initial review is much like uh, the building your house on a solid foundation in Scripture, isn't it? <laughs> yes. Because that plan is really yeah, exactly right. It has to work on the side. It has to work in a, a, something that really can be built and, and all those essential yeah, matters. Yeah, exactly right. If, yeah. if, if it's not on a good foundation, it starts settling, mm-hmm. and, uh, which is not a not a good thing in nowadays. Sure. Yeah. Well, with a lot of limestone in our general area, yeah, there's, right. yeah. there's a different view. But when I when I did that work in Houston, that settlement was uh, uh, and continues to be a major yeah. issue. Well, in Austin too, we have the, we're right in the middle of Balcones Fault Zone, so mm-hmm. we have some strange uh, things in the middle of Austin too. So, sure, yeah, and it's different east and west. Yes, it's very uh, much. So. Yeah, very almost much so. two different uh, cities. Yeah. 
Well, Steve, one of, one of the things that uh, I've enjoyed hearing is how your life has had some really s- defined seasons. Uh, there was a, a time uh, uh, of a beginning and a time of, of, of an ending. And I, I think that talking about people's journey helps us all to, to relate. And, you know, we're all, we're all on a journey. We see God working and hear stories. And in, your, in our conversations and in your book, uh, Shrewd and Innocent, A Heart for Godliness and Ethics and Business, uh, you, you describe your home life as a boy as being quite comfortable. Uh, your parents loved each other. That love passed through to you and, and, a, and a bunch of siblings. So you had a, you had a very loving family. Uh, it sounds fairly idyllic, except in one sense. You, your family had left the, the, the church, and, and you were okay with that. That was, that was just part of life. Right. And, but then about 14 or so, something started to, to change. So t- tell us about that time, if yeah. you would. Well, uh, my father's an artist. Uh, he's mm-hmm. a painter. I can't really say much about uh, my testimony uh, without that. Yeah. Uh, he was even an artist in World War II. I mean, he uh, had very, very good talents in that respect. Uh, he was in a, a, a very conservative church uh, back in the 50s, right when I was born, and uh, had some different ideas about uh, who could become Christians and who could not. And so mm-hmm. the church didn't like him, and they kind of bump, bumped him out. And uh, So he eventually left the church. And as I was probably eight or so, eight years old, then it didn't bother me at all. I was <laughs> happy not to get dressed and go to church. <laughs> One less uh, thing to do, I guess. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> but he was a wonderful man, though. He loved my mom. Uh, my mom loved him. Uh, he was a thoughtful, generous, kind uh, man. Uh, he, I think he just got burned out on Christians more than Christianity. But he, he left mm-hmm. and uh, wasn't bitter, things like that. So... Um, about as I was maturing, yeah. uh, 13, uh, going on 14, almost 14, uh, I, you know, as, as most people, you start realizing you know, who you are, and uh, I, had, I found I had some problems. We, we had moved from Dallas, where my dad was a very successful uh, illustrator, to Forney, a little Forney, mm-hmm. uh, little town east of Dallas. And uh, so uh, uh, my girlfriend at the time uh, asked me to go to church one evening. And uh, it was the first time I had really heard the gospel. Uh, I'm sure something had been said when I was real young, but I didn't really remember. You didn't hear it. I I probably had some some foundational things about, you know, God existed, God, you know, the scriptures there, those kind of things. But Mm -hmm. nothing really touched me. And uh, I knew uh, when you're 13, 14 and a male with, uh, you know, testosterone and everything kind of flowing through you, you know that you have some problems. Uh, I knew that I was not doing some things that uh, God would be very pleased with. Mm-hmm. Uh, my folks wouldn't be very pleased with. I, I probably shouldn't be pleased with. Probably wasn't even. Yeah. And so the uh, uh, first time I'd heard the gospel about uh, that there was a, an answer for that, and it was a life-changing thing for me. I, I came, you know, I was in a, it was a Baptist church. I went down, mm-hmm. down the aisle and, uh, and professed my faith and, asked for, and repented. Um, and it really was, it was a, it was a change for me, yeah. but, uh, but something else was happening too. I think you may be referring to was, mm-hmm. uh, um, uh, I had so many things going my way. I had this wonderful girlfriend. Uh, I was, uh, doing very well in school, uh, making great grades. Uh, I, uh, was doing very well in athletics uh, you know, my family wasn't, wasn't perfect. We had some problems, but it was a, it was a good 
solid, you know, loving family in many ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was also growing to the point to feel like uh, there's there's something empty. There's something still missing from that. Uh, Even at fourteen. At four, yeah, yeah. There, I was. There was. It didn't. There was. There was a strange. Probably the glimpses of futility, if if you want to say that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so those those things uh, all came together about fourteen, fifteen, as I was growing it after I became a believer. Uh, to define more that you know, God may have a purpose for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he, he gave me this special gift, this strange athletic gift. Uh, and I felt like he may have, he may have something set for me. Uh, one of my heroes was, was Tom Landry and the Cowboys up in Dallas. And mm-hmm. I thought, well, I wonder, I wonder if God is going to you know, let me be an athlete and maybe I could be, be a Tom Landry one day or something like that. Yeah. Cowboys so, were, were there for, I oh, grew up in Northeast Texas. The, my dad and I watched the Cowboys every oh, Sunday. Man. You know? yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I did too. Yeah. yeah. It was great. Sure. It was great. Well, you, you're, um, your dad was an artist. You have two brothers that are artists. Uh, but you were, you were pretty much the athletic one in, in your family. Well, we, we, uh, I guess I was the one who went further. Uh, my, my other brothers were also athletic, but, mm-hmm. uh, I'm not sure what happened. It got, some people call me a, a mutant in a way. My dad was five eleven. My dad, my mom's five five, and somewhere back in the past, who knows? Uh, I, I, but I turn out to be six three. When I'm a senior in high school, I'm two hundred and ten pounds, and uh, for some reason, I'm very fast. You know, I d- didn't try to be fast. Didn't yeah. work real hard at it. You know, I, I should have, but I didn't. And uh, so God gave me this gift, and. Uh, and, so. and yeah, and I, I think it, it, that athletic gifts really are from God. Uh, I think of chariots of fire and yeah, and that, very that little, great, yeah, yeah, love it. You know, and, it, and I can feel God's pleasure when I run, and I, I think that's that's something for athletes. But also, when we're in a calling, it's like I can feel God's pleasure when I paint. Exactly. When, when I bring people. The reason together. you do it is totally different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. And, it, and it gives a, a a meaning and purpose that maybe one doesn't have when they don't right. have that that right. base. Right. But you 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 talk some uh, when we when we visited about your athletic times and 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 a football ministry that kind of began mm-hmm. almost at that moment. Uh, tell tell us what what yeah. does a football ministry mean? <laughs> well, it was interesting. Uh, looking back, it's it's easy to see you know segments of life, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, and that I didn't realize this probably until you know many, many years later. But uh, my senior year, uh, actually the summer before my senior year, I was being recruited very well and had a lot of publicity, even for a little boy from from Forney, Texas, the the fighting jackrabbits of Forney, (laughs) Texas. Um, And so, uh, you know, schools were calling, you know, coaches were calling, and, and I was in the paper and things like that. And I was asked to go speak at a at Camp Tawakini for a Boy Scout camp, and they had a special deal for underprivileged kids that were coming out of Dallas. They had about three or four hundred of them, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, one of the camp directors asked, hey, "Would you come come say something? Would you say something about uh, you know staying in school? Say something about you know family or something? And then if you want to kind of throw in something about your faith, you know, please do." And uh, what was wonderful about the setting the, the the scene there was there was this bowl of uh, where everybody sat. All the kids just sat in this bowl area, and there's a lake behind you, and there's a f- big fire behind you. And it was at night, mm-hmm. and so um, the and they the kids were just rowdy, just crazy rowdy. 
because it is a camp deal and that kind of stuff. And then uh, the uh, director got up, got up and, and introduced me and said, you know, made, made me look probably much better than I was. Uh, but what was wonderful is I got there, and as soon as he introduced me, I looked up, and it was dark. All I could see were, you know, the the reflection of the light from the campfire mm-hmm. behind me. So all the, I see 600, you know, little spots of light up there. Yeah, it was, it was well, it was 300 with times two, two eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, but it was amazing to hear them uh, go quiet because of this testimony that I had. And so I had a chance to you know say in school things like mm-hmm. that, and then I had a chance to give my testimony. So I look back and see that as kind of the beginning, in some ways, of my football ministry because uh, the senior year we did, uh, you know, recruited did real well. Uh, it's recruiting stuff in football is is really strange. Uh, that's a totally different story. Sure, but. Uh, yeah. But uh, playing all the way through, you know, uh, getting signed by Coach Royal, you know, him coming to Forney mm-hmm. and meeting people, is, uh, seeing my parents meet him and see my dad almost embarrassed uh, to see, uh, uh, to see uh, you know, somebody famous like that that I brought home uh, was wonderful. And, uh, but all through, actually all through college, uh, uh, through Fellowship of Christian Athletes, I had a chance, chances many times to go, uh, go speak. And uh, because I was an athlete, uh, I was able to, you know, give my testimony and share. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know if you want to talk about the the end of that ministry now, or you want to ask later. Oh, I think dive in. I think uh, I think yeah. One one thing we might might work in though, you when you were uh, evaluating colleges during that recruiting season, uh, you were looking for a school where, where you could do architecture. Yes, and you were an architecture student and a scholarship football player. Correct. At the same time, how in the world did you manage that? Well, uh, probably the best answer, I, I do get asked that question. The best answer is I think I may be just a boring person. <laughs> uh, I, uh, I, I, I had things to do. It was a job. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I met my uh, now wife uh, my freshman year at a Campus Crusade for Christ meeting. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we dated. Uh, I'd go to school in the morning. I would go to work out in the afternoon like I had a job. Sometimes I'd see my girlfriend uh, but most of the time I'd be in the studio uh, designing things and then come home and sleep and start the next day mm-hmm. so uh, so you, you had to be very focused on your designs didn't you oh yes yeah, yes yeah. Uh, the strange thing it will it's it, I don't want how do I say this um, many architecture students spend way too much time in the studio mm-hmm. they uh, partly because they don't feel comfortable with their decisions. And so they're working them over and over and over again. Uh, whereas, you know, I, I had to make a decision, and I, I made the best one I could and, uh, and you know, drew it and presented it and things like that. And I, I did relatively well in school. Uh, but you just had to make decisions and stand by them. So there was a, a principle of time management <laughs> yes. during that intense time. Yes, that yeah, you, very much you, so. Whether, however you came on it, you, you, that was part of your life. Yeah, exactly. You're very disciplined. Well, so. I don't know if uh, disciplined that much, but I, I got through it. You I got, got it done. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there was a time I, 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 my freshman year when uh, I was being recruited. Well, I'd been recruited. Uh, the end of my senior year, I had, I had committed to the University of Texas uh, to play football. And one of the reasons was uh, they had a great architectural program. And so mm-hmm. all through the recruiting uh, situation through uh, high school, 
uh, one of the filters was I wanted to go to a good architectural program. And so, you know, Baylor didn't have one, uh, you know. So yeah. you, you'd, uh, but, you know, Stanford had one great, a great one, you know, uh, you know, you know, different places all over sure. the country had great ones. But uh, so uh, I decided on UT partly because but football won for sure. Mm-hmm. It was a great program. Uh, coach Royal was a fantastic man. Uh, not just a great coach. He was a really good man. And uh, but uh, so I commit to the University of Texas. Uh, what's nice is when you're an ath- a, a scholarship athlete, you don't have to go register. They do all this stuff for you, which was nice. Uh, so they start registering me in the spring for the next fall to be in the architecture program. And I get a letter from the dean of the architecture school. Uh, in essence, saying, you know, Steve, it's very nice of you to apply, but we really don't want you in the architecture program. <laughs> and I was taken back a little there and uh, showed, the, the, uh, showed the letter to my coach who showed it to Royal, who I think showed it to the president of the university. You probably showed it, whatever. But within a week, I received a letter, which is so strange, uh, from the president of the university signed by some of the regents saying they can't wait until I enter the architectural program. <laughs> Uh, and so that was, that was interesting to see. Yeah. Uh, and so my freshman year, um, I was taking some drawing classes and things like that. And I was doing, I can draw. I grew up in an artist's family. I can visualize. And, um, one of the professors there, uh, asked about in the middle of the, uh, the semester, I was making A's, um, getting praises for my drawings, even from him. Mm Mm-hmm. And one uh, in the middle of the semester, uh, the professor wanted us to go uh, one Saturday to go draw something special on the university campus. And I went up to him afterwards and said, well, I'm sorry, I can't. I have this part-time job here. I, I've, I've got to play football this weekend. And it was almost as though he said, ah, you're the guy. <laughs> um, you were known, but uh, yes. you didn't know who you were. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, in, in some ways, I could see their point of view because I have a feeling other architect, uh, other athletes have gone into the architecture program and they they fell out and mm-hmm. so they took a spot from somebody mm-hmm. so i had a feeling they they may have had great motives in that respect mm-hmm. uh, but i guess they didn't know that i could actually pull it off yeah. so but after that i started making c's uh so i thought i thought i may have to leave uh the architecture school so i looked at it, i looked at the art program and things and eventually found uh uh, or two guys, two good friends discovered me and uh, uh, mm-hmm. kind of helped me stay in the program. Uh, great friends now. One was my uh, best man in my wedding. And, mm-hmm. and there was a professor who played uh, baseball at SMU who was an incredible professor who helped me do some things that uh, uh, because of the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of the design classes are in the afternoon, and uh, I had to work out in the afternoon. So he helped me do some things uh, at alternate times and things like that. So. Great. Uh, so God yeah. kind of provided a, yeah. a, a way, was, in a yeah, sense. Yeah, exactly. Because you, exactly. were, you were his. You were his man in this setting. And it seems like he opened the doors. Yeah, it, I would open. say that is true. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So you, there was a, another uh, athlete that was recruited at the same time <laughs> as you, a, a fellow that goes by the Tyler Rose. Uh, yes, yes. And uh, Earl Campbell. Uh, Played a lot of offensive running back. Yes, and you you ended up in the, the defensive secondary. Yes, exactly. We were both recruited as running yeah. backs. Uh, uh, we knew each other on the recruiting trail. He 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 lived just you know an hour away in mm-hmm. Tyler. Uh, great guy, great guy. And uh, 
But he had some uh, talents that I didn't. And I have a feeling Coach Royal knew that uh, I was probably a better defensive player than an offensive player. But you don't come to a guy who's, you know, all this, all that, and as a running yeah. back and say, you know, we don't want you to play running back. We want you to be a, a linebacker or something. Yeah. So uh, eventually I uh, found myself competing against Earl, and, and for some reason he beat me out. <laughs> and uh, eventually went on to the defensive side and uh, was a linebacker my freshman year and then started as a free safety uh, sophomore year. And yeah. then some other things happened after that. But, yeah, and then yeah. There, there, there was a time when you were sent in to return a punt, as I understand. Yes, yes. And, uh, uh, what happened then? Well, uh, my, this was my senior year, and uh, UT finally found a real – Safety, a guy named Johnny Johnson, who mm-hmm. was All-American, All-Pro later on, just a yeah. fantastic athlete. Mm-hmm. And so I was uh, doing other various things on the defensive side. And I was the backup uh, uh, punt returner. And uh, we were playing the University of Virginia my senior year, and uh, we were ahead enough that I think the coach said, ah, oh, let Steve go in. So I went back and uh, had this, you know, the punt boomed back. I had a great catch over my head to, and started running down the field and uh, uh, tried to put a move on somebody that I didn't have on the AstroTurf and just blew blew my knee out. Oh, I, was, I was glad somebody was there for me to land on. It made it look like they tackled me. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but it was mm. – it uh, that was uh, that was an end, a very, very swift end to yeah. it. But uh, – well, and, and but as as that part wrapped up, what, there was a time where you were a speaker and and this this yeah. Dallas Cowboy coach and, and oh, you yes, were in yeah. the same program. And so, how did that how did that wrap well, up your? What's fun about that that, that yeah. senior year was uh, we had a new coach come in and they took a uh, Coach Royal team and put in new systems. Uh, Fred Akers came in mm-hmm. and uh, he put Earl seven yards deep. And we go to the national championship pretty much. And so our senior yeah. year, I, I, I played a little bit and then it hurt my knee and then really couldn't come back. I had my knee operated on about a week before the national championship game with uh, Notre Dame in the Cotton Bowl mm-hmm. uh, with Joe Montana was their quarterback. And, uh, but the day before the, uh, the, the game, there was an FCA, uh, conf- not really conference, but kind of a, a luncheon of some mm-hmm. sort. And there were probably a thousand uh, students and kids out there, and they invited two uh, athletes from uh, Notre Dame and two from uh, UT to come speak. And so the two Notre Dame guys got up, and then Earl got up, and then I got up with my crutches, and uh, was introduced by one of my heroes uh, sitting next to me, and uh, had a chance to give my testimony. Who was and that? Got, who got was, to take this away. This, this, uh, this man with the hat was yeah. uh, uh, Tom Landry. Yeah. And uh, so after giving my little talk and my testimony, uh, Coach Landry was there, my hero that uh, from the beginning. Yeah. Uh, and he walked me back as I hobbled back to my car and had a great conversation. It was just a wonderful yeah. gift, a kind of a closing gift uh, for football ministry looking back. So mm-hmm. it was just it was, it was wonderful. Yeah. Very cool. So, so the, the, there were a lot of lessons, I think, for you during that time. What do you, when you look back to that period of your life, what uh, what stands out that God taught you, football player, small town boy? Come, I mean, I came from Greenville, which is just down the road from Forney, and Austin was a big place when I got yeah. here. To me, it's a whole lot bigger now, but you know, two hundred fifty thousand or three hundred thousand—that was a lot. So, what what lessons did you learn during that 
that time, you think? Oh, that's a good question. Um, a lot of them. Uh, one interesting thing was uh, in, in athletics was uh, I learned I, I played with some incredibly talented guys, mm-hmm. uh, so talented that they cannot say that they worked their way to this talent. And um, they seem to fall in two camps when they have uh, when they're shown as great athletes. Uh, they either are humbled by uh, uh, by their gift, and they're very humble people. Earl was a great humble man. Uh, Landry was a humble man. They're mm-hmm. humbled by this wonderful gift that God gave them, or they take it and they think that I'm I'm the best guy ever, and they just run off, you know, crazy. But yeah. Um, but also uh, uh, in architecture, uh, uh, and coming from an artist's family, uh, my brain's wired probably a little more strangely. And uh, I don't know if you've ever heard uh, the term as confused as a sophomore philosophy student. Uh, <laughs> I recall, you know, I was a believer through high school. I was still a believer. But uh, getting in college, you hear things and learn things that you've never heard before, and you're, you're, and you're tested. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so uh, I was I was tested. Uh, the wonderful, great questions about existence, about does God really exist or not? Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, a friend of mine gave me a book by uh, Francis Schaeffer. Uh, I think it was – I think he had one book, and this may have been his second. Is that you were, yeah. He is there and he is not silent. Yeah, part of that threesome. Uh, yes, yeah, I think it was he is there yeah. was the first. Mm-hmm. He is there not silent. I can't remember the last. Yeah. Uh, but th- that was the one I first read, mm-hmm. and it was perfect for me because it just ha- gave truths and, and proofs, uh, not sci- necessarily scientific proofs, but different kind of ways of looking at uh, uh, you know, the, the world, uh, the universe, you know, existence, those things. And uh, it was Schaefer was incredible at teaching those things. And so that, that really uh, changed my uh, life in a lot of ways. That's great. And that for that to happen in college is not unusual, is it? I mean, because no, if there's ever a time to ask questions. Yeah. So, and, and um, I think Francis Schaeffer has meant uh, uh, so much to so many of us because when you have those questions, uh, you know, 20 or 30 years ago, there, there, there weren't that many places to go to find answers. Right. Today, I think our resources are rich. And I, I think we, in a sense, stand on the shoulders of giants like Francis Schaeffer. I agree. And, um, I felt uh, in your book you you said you were you were reading and, and you needed a, a dictionary by you and I yes. felt the same way when I <laughs> I've never heard history. some of these words before. <laughs> I mean, a priori, I have no idea what. Sure, <laughs> the different the different uh, yeah. philosophical systems. Existentialism. I've never I've never even heard that before. So sure. Yeah. Well, well uh, uh, existentially speaking, we need to take a break, and we'll we'll take a little break here, and we'll be back in a minute. Uh, we invite you to visit our website, hillcountryinstitute.org. Our past radio programs are there. Uh, we're also uh, on iTunes as Hill Country Institute Live. If uh, if you'd care to help us the program financially, uh, you can do that at hillcountryinstitute.org, or you can reach us at 512-680-7993. Uh, we have uh, some books for people who donate over $100, books on C.S. Lewis or faith and culture and many aspects of faith and culture. So we, in- we invite you to consider a donation. Appreciate your help. Uh, and visit hillcountryinstitute.org for all of our seminars, conferences, and radio programs. So please stay with us. We'll be back briefly for more of Hill Country Institute Live. 